You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, and we have a great episode here with Matthew Kyle Levine and Victoria Astuto. Uh, the new film, Sometime Soon, uh, directed by Matthew Kyle Levine, uh, starring and with contributions from Victoria, uh, recently uh, av- available here in uh, late, late March, within the last couple of days. I've watched it uh a couple times again an excellent uh, an excellent film uh matt and victoria welcome to the something rather than nothing podcast thanks for having us yeah thank you uh great to have you in uh matt uh for listeners uh to remember no was on uh number 146 talking about film uh episode 164 with shay glasheen and uh music and uh and more film and now we have victoria who stars in uh, the new short film sometime soon so uh welcome back uh matt and welcome uh again victoria so so very happy to have you here and we're meeting you in uh new york city right yeah, we're we're in Greenwood Lake right now, just about like fifty minutes away from from the city. All right, and uh, I'm calling out from uh, Eugene, Oregon, Track Town, uh, USA, home of home of the Ducks. All right, um, uh, uh, I want to talk to you both. Um, first of all, uh, to tell the listeners about uh, about uh, about this this short film, uh, this movie that you just put out. What? What's it about? What uh, what are you trying with this one? Yeah, so we're really excited about it. It came out yesterday, and I feel like um, this, I feel personally, is one of my most like emotional and impactful movies yet. It's a little more on the nose. It's a little less ambiguous. Uh, and it basically follows the life of a, of a young woman who runs away from everything that she knew. She runs away from everyone that she knows. Uh, to go to Florida uh, in the hopes for a more rosy and, you know, utopian version of her life. Uh, but she finds that, you know, through, you know, all these voicemails that she keeps getting that she can't really run away from her past or whatever trauma that she's trying to run away from, she can't seem to get away from it. And uh, she, you know, fills out her days, you know, going to the beach and going to bars, just sort of any, any, any way to kind of distract herself is welcome for her. And she, spends most of her time living out of her car in this portion of the film, in this portion of you know, moment in her life. Uh, and, and we just sort of follow the, the emotional kind of path that she goes down uh, while she goes down this kind of rabbit hole of sadness that she experiences when she gets to this place and finds that it's not uh, as great as she was hoping it would be. Yeah. And um, Victoria, and you've uh, been in uh, a couple of, a Matt's film. He's not giving you a lot of lines. Uh, not gonna, not gonna speculate on that. I knew, know you do fine with them, but more, um, more of uh, reactions uh, to situations, and uh, there's a lot of silence and consideration, and you know, wrenching through things. Um, you've been you're newer to acting. I, I know. Uh, what 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 has the experience uh, been like for you to to move into these roles um, that are really important for holding the story together, and then being able to do that? What's what's the experience like? 
Uh, definitely challenging. Uh, I remember when we first uh, shot Trusted Hands, the last one, I was like, I don't know if I can act. Like, this is, I've never done this before. I kind of sprung it on her. Yeah, I mean, I acted once in a uh, senior play, and I was a man, so kind of not my best acting experience. Um, <laughs> something uh, to work off of. Something, right, right. you know, I had something, some yeah, experience. Yeah, um, out of your comfort zone. Yeah, but... I definitely, I think as someone who's also introverted, I think it even made me dive further into my own emotions um, because I can't say anything. Uh, I guess I didn't even, uh, while it was happening, I don't realize how expressive I'm being, but while really like putting yourself in the character, whether it's the trusted hands or for the sometime soon, um, that sad, deep, like emotional sadness, I feel like, I don't know, I felt sad just doing after we did i'm like whoa yeah um because it's a lot to kind of ask your of yourself to like throw yourself into this kind of yeah. intense situation uh and then also to not have anyone to bounce off of it, it's like it's a nice kind of reflection and it works to our advantage because mm -hmm. the character has no one to bounce yeah her thoughts or feelings it's off lonely of. and yeah. i think that shows of like the loneliness that you feel um i mean for some time soon she's really trying to escape but also can't connect. And I think that shows. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting because um, you had mentioned the, the introverted piece and I, I immediately thought of, because, you know, I've just seen the film and I've seen you in the film and you kind of make the connection to how you present yourself there. And it was so interesting to hear that word because when you look um, at your character within some time soon, it's like, you're like right there on edge, like in everything's like expressing. And it's like, um, I'm going to walk by and be like, I'm not fucking with her. Like, <laughs> like not, like not now. It's just like this, um, space. Uh, I'm not going to talk. I'm, I'm, I'm right there in, in, yeah. in holding that. So there's a lot of power to that. And I also, <laughs> keep wide berth when I've seen where you're able to <laughs> display uh, in, in, in that part. But it was, um, it, it was, it was quite just quite effective and, and held uh, as, as a presence. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, uh, Victoria is uh, about, about, uh, about art and um, in, you know, acting being a particular form that you've done recently, but I know you have a lot of interest in uh, music and in sound and, um, you know, being around and creating art. I was wondering what your experience uh, is as far as like your identity, seeing yourself as an artist um, and maybe where that is right now doing these short films. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I began my art journey or artist journey as a musician was the first thing as an, at a very young age. And that kind of built into like, I really, really did love music and also felt like so inspired by the teachers and the people that surrounded me, which then really kind of um, inspired me to be a music teacher, which is what I do now. Um, and I think the the community I think that's created in schools, like I felt the most safe at in the band room and with like those kinds of people. I saw like a New York Times article about how like high school kids were saying, it's like, I only go to school to, so I can go to band and this is like my place. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely felt that um, and wanted to then like create that kind of environment 
when I'm a teacher. Mm. Um, and that's something I try. Right now I teach um, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade band. Um, so starting kids out from the very beginning and then seeing them grow for three years. Um, and I do, I have kids that like coming lunch with me and, you know, I, ho I hope to create that environment that kids like love music and feel safe in that place. Um, and I think that really, uh, like kind of cultivated the artist, I think in myself and I love the art room and those are like my two favorite places that I felt like I could be myself. Um, and I, and as an adult, uh, I, um, I'm a clarinet player is like my main thing, but I never made my own music until very recently, like the last two-ish years, um, kind of got going on writing my own music and using the skills that I've, you know, built up over the years to make my own thing, which is very, I don't know, very eye-opening because I've yeah. always been okay, I'm just a, I'm a clarinet player and I play in the orchestra and I play in, um, right now I play in a group in Brooklyn um, and it's like playing other people's music. And then I'm like, well, I think you asked me when like, don't you make your own music? <laughs> and that was something I just was like, oh yeah, why don't I do that? Yeah. And I love like singing and guitar and kind of those things. But then uh, I think writing my own music has brought my, I don't know, my expressive like, your creative side my out. creative side yeah. out even more and with acting is now i can combine i feel like all the things that i like uh because i feel like you obviously have to be expressive to write music and play music and perform and so i think acting felt i thought it was going to be it is challenging i i shouldn't say that it's very challenging but i think being a musician helped kind of like lead into that next role yeah it's interesting how much being a teacher kind of informs what you what you do in the movies because it, being a teacher is a performative yeah thing. awesome yeah and i also just think you know I, I know on this podcast we talk about art so it's not out of place to say like by you creating that environment for for the children to like express themselves and to be great artists it's yeah. interesting because i feel like that's almost as an adult what you have to do is you have to kind of express and um, uplift the childlike wonder within yourself mm -hmm. to push yourself to still be like a child and still be curious to make art in your own right. So mm -hmm. it's like you have to almost create like a welcoming and freeing atmosphere within your own mind in the same way that you would for, for children. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you really, you really do. And I think it's something when you were mentioning your comments, Victoria, about, you know, like the art room and the, in the music room, you know, I've, I've I've repped uh, union members in the K to twelve system for about a quarter century, and I know about those spaces, and I know about the importance of those for those are there. And um, a thing that comes up in the show is like the, you know, when I'm asking the, the uh, you know, are you an artist? Question when you become an artist, you know, we're always talking about the folks that are around uh, kids, right. You know, their uncle was an artist and he did what he wanted. And I like that. Or my teacher viewed art in this way. And so I was a shitty artist or, mm -hmm. you know, mom said this and she didn't really mean it, but she said, I couldn't draw a straight line with a ruler and that hurt my feelings. And, right. you know, like, like yeah. there's so many things that happen and I just don't want to rush over and, and just thinking about that space that you help create the teachers help create for, you know, what we've missed is why kids go to school, right? Like why, like they're not all going to school for the same reason. And 
you know, whether it's phi ed or physical education or the, the band uh, program that will at least get them there for half the day, maybe the whole day. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of policymakers are really missing out because kids need those things to be provided. And we, we're, we're starving. I feel we're starving a bit and that's the field. So, but uh, okay. I'm pontificating. <laughs> um, I'm pontificating to a crowd that's uh, favorable to, uh, to it. So, um, uh, Matt, I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to ch- chat about, um, you know, your films in general. Uh, I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, seen your, uh, short films, uh, and, uh, develop. I, I wanted to see if you could give a little bit of, uh, uh, a summary of your your creative endeavors. I know you work a lot in in, in film, uh, helping with uh, creating music videos, visual dynamics for all sorts of. But the, talking about your work within film and where you the the films you've created, could you just tell listeners a little bit about those those pieces and uh, what you've been doing? Yeah, so I've been working in the film industry for you know seven eight years, kind of like helping people fulfill their dreams and their visions. But all along, you know, since I was like 12, I would always make my own, you know, short little movies. And as time has progressed, I've kind of honed in on what my style and what my, firstly, what my taste in movies is, and then like what I would like to say or express in in filmmaking. And, you know, over the course of the last maybe like three or four years, I feel like I've really honed in on a, on a theme or, or, or just kind of like a style that I really feel like is my own and it kind of represents the way I look and view the world. And uh, that theme normally deals with, um, you know, uh, isolation and, you know, uh, you know, our emotions and our psychology and how our past kind of informs our actions and kind of how every human uh, makes mistakes and has like an ugly side and kind of exploring that while also kind of validating and, uh, and, and showing that, you know, they're beautiful in their own right as just a human generally. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a deep, that's an intense answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is like intense, intense answer show. I, um, talking about, uh, sometime, uh, soon I had, um, I've written a few words to describe, uh, the visuals there of, uh, banal horror of the four lane mid city Boulevard mm. at dusk reflecting just the, the space of, Cars buzzing past. It's at yeah. dusk. Yeah. The idea is like there's a lot of activity, but is any of it pointing anywhere? Who's sitting in these cars? Just things going don't pass. It was very palpable, very um, poetic. Uh, talking about your 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 movies, I thought that was almost like kind of summon up the the feelings of loneliness, and isolation yeah. that you force folks to deal with keeping them in there uh too long than is normally advised is that fair to say for sure yeah and i feel like this movie specifically kind of explores the um natural reaction to being isolated which is to like you know run away and be free and to go wherever you want and to adventure and roam and uh, I, I was thinking today that this movie almost kind of springboards off of the concept of like this American dream, you know, that's not to just, you know, get a house and just, you know, get all your stuff in it and just kind of sit there with it, but instead to kind of go on the road, kind of like the Jack Kerouac novel on the road, you know, like a, this kind of fa- fantasy of uh, adventuring and kind of exploring. 
And I thought that this movie was kind of an interesting kind of almost like current modern take on the on the road concept where even though this character has the ability uh, and, and the freedom to go wherever she wishes, it, it's like this modern take showing that she has like almost this shackle, which is the phone kind of keeping her isolated. And I feel like that shot is kind of is very representative of that, that kind of boulevard intersection shot, because you just see all this activity, as you say, of all these people in their individual bubbles, their individual pods, just sort of like racing down the highway, heading toward to just escape whatever existential dread that they might be feeling to kind of go to the next thing to kind of make their life better. And then here we have this character that almost broke off from that, that train, that path. And like there she is right on the side of the frame, kind of in her own bubble. And I think the interesting thing about that is that even though she broke free from it, the, the shot and the movie almost shows that society is not really interested in rewarding people from breaking free from that path. And she's still alone because she's in her own bubble and there's almost no one, literally no one in the shot and no one in the movie that's willing to connect with her. So she's yeah. almost still trapped in her own isolation, even though she's trying to break free. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the effect that technology and, you know, the modern world kind of has on us now with things like, you know, you know, just, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. like not the industrial revolution or anything, but you know, just what cars and technology and phones have done and how they've yeah. isolated us and kind of kept us less community oriented. I think the movie is kind of messing with all those mm-hmm. themes, if that makes sense. Like well, connected but disconnected yeah like we're all we have these roads that can take us anywhere but then where are we going are we connecting when we get there Mm -hmm. you know what are we and it's almost like a question of what are we all running from yeah there's um to just to to talk about I'm captured by some of the images that I've seen on this film and everybody check out uh, sometime soon a short film. But one of the scenes uh, you see is a a, a bar could be any suburban bar is a little bit of uh, neon light. Um, There's too much space for the people who are there. So it's not happening. There's a few people there. People are drinking and it creates this massive disconnection because of course, if you think about any of the sensuality that's possible, like within the bar, like you get to go hit on somebody. I mean, that's where she is. Right. But yet it's still like the sensuality and the is, is all tied to the, to the phone. So it's like doubly isolated. Like nobody's going to interact in this environment. And second of all, everybody has a phone. So there's another barrier. Barrier, nothing's going to happen here. Like yeah. that's human to human. Now that you mentioned it, it's funny because we literally, um, we filmed most of this movie, just a little bit of background on, on how it was done. We didn't go down to Florida, like expecting to make a movie at all. We had no script or anything in mind. We just were, um, we were actually going to make, take a trip and we were going to fly. I don't know where, where we, Antigua. There's like Antigua. And we were just trying to like, you know, we had the COVID blues. I was off from school. Yeah. It was like our, what was it? it was, no, it was Christmas break. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 2021. You, you like both deserved it. You both deserved right. it. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to we were trying to get out and then uh even though we were both vaccinated uh the requirements for flying were that you had to have a covid test three days three before days but the like flight. everyone was getting COVID. it was just so um, there was no way to get the results yeah. in time so we booked the flight thinking we would get our results in time and then we like we're like all right well we'll just drive to the airport even though we haven't gotten our results yet maybe we'll get them any minute you know and then we get there and it's just like we don't have the results so we can't take the flight so now we're like, you know, we get reimbursed or whatever, but now we're like, what do we do? And we're like, screw it. Let's just drive to Florida because that's at least a place where it's warm and we can, you know, take a break. 
And I think that there's something to be said thematically with that occurrence and how it inspired, you know, the movie, because we were clearly trying to run from the isolation that, that comes from COVID. And it was almost like everything was stopping us from being able to just go anywhere. And so the only, the best thing we could do was just to flee. And there was kind of a freeing sense with that, but also there's this dread underneath of like, is it okay to flee? You know, and is, is it okay to be, you know, so, uh, so it was interesting. And then I, basically while we were there, you know, just having a good time, I had this, you know, the, the camera at the time was pretty new, this red Komodo that I'm obsessed with. So uh, I, know, am, I, I am too. I'm obsessed with your red Komodo camera too. I don't know if Victoria has to deal with, but so I was just like, I was just like, hey, Victoria, do this, do that, do that, and we're just like filming her on the beach. And then slowly, I kind of realized that like I'm coming upon a story here. And uh, what's interesting about the bar is that like it, it almost worked out to our advantage because you know at that point we knew that we wanted to make the story about someone who's obsessed with their phone and that's living out of their car. And then when we get there, we just want an open spot where we can film it where no one's gonna give us a hard time. And then we see this section where there's literally nobody <laughs> no seated in the section, but then people are at the bar and there's literally, and I, I didn't even realize it until we're discussing now, but there's literally this, that this wall. there's a wall, there's yeah. a divide in the bar where there's the people and then there's Victoria's character and she's stuck in her phone. Mm-hmm. And I think even some of the yes. extras, the extras, extra. quote unquote, yeah, uh, the, the, the people that were at the bar were even looking at their phone too. Yeah. So it it kind of created this literal uh, visual divide, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Well, and on that too, I mean, I'm very it can be very detail oriented, but in the type of film, the way that you show it, the details are going to be pronounced. So you you got to you got to have certain things right. But even some of the um, uh, mannerisms of the folks in those scenes at the bar of how they're like uh, trying to get close and trying to yell something to like even the, the those those pieces around all affirm that and i just wanted to mention that because those are the places where like the the uh, the viewer's eye is like what do i look at and what do i listen to i'm going to do it aggressively because i haven't got like certain stuff you know and um and and i you know that you know that people go in there hungry on that so (laughs) it makes you wonder why she's so willing to just try to find someone because she's perusing the dating apps, you know, why is, why is she looking towards a screen to find someone who then maybe later she can talk to when she's literally There's surrounded by people. Yeah. And now that uh, we're, we're talking about mm-hmm. it, I'm kind of, I'm remembering this one shot where she gets out of the car uh, and stretches and it's on this, this street in the yeah. afternoon. And literally a person who is not an extra, just didn't care that we were filming, just walked past the camera. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And she just walks right past the car as Victoria's coming out. And like, there's this, clear separation between the two of them and again nobody talks to anybody it's like you do your thing i do my thing it's like we're in this the movie takes place in like it's like the miami fort lauderdale area and uh, it's like all these people are around yet for some reason in this generation that you know in this time period that we're living in nobody wants to everyone wants to keep to themselves and it creates you know this classic loneliness within a city kind of I, uh, I'm sensitive to that type of stuff as far mm-hmm. as how people interact. I've lived, uh, and the East coast and the Midwest and the oh, West yeah. coast and the, 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 the differences are profound and people will tell you different things. I won't. Um, they're, no, they're the just, is, I, I mean, I, I know the West coast the people are a little bit more communal for sure. The East coast, everyone's like, you keep your head down yeah. and you, know, you do your own thing. 
Well, the the there's um I, I remember just one thing too is, is when I went to the Midwest and how like super friendly was that I was rattled to the core because of <laughs> like six people in a row going up to a cafe in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and like, how's right. your day going? And like getting coffee and stuff. I'm like rattled. I'm like, man, this is like cult. Yeah. It's <laughs> like cult shit. I didn't know like they turned right. over here. But then I calmed down and realized that People had a generally uh, friendly approach. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 like a New York or city dweller, will, or not city dweller, but like someone on the coast, maybe more so, will feel almost like that's the crazy thing yeah. to not be so communal. Mm-hmm. And you almost yeah. realize you've been pre-programmed to be, to be yeah. standoffish. And yeah. it's like, and for what? Probably just to drive, you know, the capitalist system that we all live in. You know, get back to work is mm-hmm. kind of the idea. Yes, yeah, is that 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 churn um so yeah it's been it's been great to talk about um the the sometime soon uh victoria i'm looking back at you on the screen <laughs> and, and, <laughs> um well and it, you know then talking about uh talking about uh art and uh again thank you f- for teaching uh by the way thank you for being a teacher um and and the importance uh, of that i asked one big heavy philosophical question not more but this is the biggest one and i've asked matt so he's he's off he's off the hook he's already, he's already been he's already been through it but um uh the question why i ask it is just about uh kind of why we do things or maybe why we're here or what is what is all about? And the question is, why is there something rather than nothing, Victoria? Are you, um, <laughs> I thought you were like stepping out of the frame. No, okay. <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think there's something rather than nothing because we're all here to make something of our time on this earth and on this planet for whatever we want it to be, Hmm. whether it's making art to connect with people or making music or making film or teaching to connect with others. Or, I mean, those are just my ways. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I think that gives, I mean, for me, it gives you, it gives me purpose to feel like I'm creating something, something rather than nothing Mm -hmm. in this (laughs) time that I'm here. Um, And even though, you know, we all know things get dark and it's, there are things that are hard to deal with. And I think creating something is what gives that darkness a light or a, a purpose to why we feel this way. Yeah. That, no. that, that, that <laughs> yeah. no, that answer means, a, uh, means a lot to me in particular because, um, I was been listening to something a couple of days ago. I've had to make decisions recently about uh, just um, just like focus in 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 life. And um, you know, sometimes you hear things. I heard it on podcast. All right, so yeah, I was listening to podcast. But um, it, it it was about that when you allow some space to open, some space within yourself to open, and then there's an orientation towards towards light towards the sun towards space that that can be imperfect how that works out and how you feel but the positivity in the light 
is going to be inflected around by the opportunity you've had for it to go out. And it's something that I wouldn't even like said or thought of, but like I was like reading this or was listening to this and it just really sunk in that it isn't getting all the foo-foo or getting everything just, just, just right. And that I'm doing healthful things. That means I feel perfect. No, because you could be down five minutes from now. It's about that. It's like positively uh, oriented. And so you were saying what you did as far as like the light and with art, I know for sure that's like a, a huge focus right now being like, I don't have to tell anybody that I'm around that things are shitty out there in society. And and if that's a bad attitude or whatever, it's shitty out. Everybody's telling me it's shitty and it feels shitty. So hence that being the case, I'm like, well, what is glorious and what is good? And just the words that you were mentioning, Victoria, about, you know, about light and then that opening up, it just, you know, that's the way it hit me right now. So I really, I really love that. Yeah, it's like saying almost that creation is the light. It's like, you know, we, we kind of are all navigating a world that can sometimes seem really dark. But when you do create something, you kind of can look at this like little model of yourself and your emotions and it kind of can make you feel like, OK, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just it, it's interesting to hear you say that, you know, creating something, it creates meaning and that it creates this sort of light because I feel like we are all navigating, you know, a, a dark world sometimes or it can feel sometimes like it's very heavy and dark the world that we live in and i think when we create something we almost create this like little model of ourselves and our emotions that we can look back on kind of outside of ourselves and be like okay there i am you know i'm here in this moment and i'm present and i am living in the moment where i feel like there's a lot of things in life that we do that are future or past oriented where i feel like you know, making art is just a, a very, pre, it's a grounding thing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes you reflective of all of the experiences you've had in the past, but keeps you right there in the present. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I know the, the glimpses I've had as far as, and people talking about flow and creation where, uh, you know, that, that ego is not around that much. That anxiety is not around that much. The, mm-hmm. The what should I do next is not asked because the hands are already moving. And like that's 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 some beautiful territory. And it's kind of yeah. like um, you know, why I like to 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 talk about all that and be like yeah. and you know, uh and another thing I too, I like the energy of um talking to artists uh, like yourselves when you just drop something, you know, you just drop yeah. the 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 film and stuff and to be able to connect yeah, around connect around like uh, you know the energy about that and the the idea to have you know to to see things and to point them out and celebrate them and uh, uh, as folks know I'm a, a big fan of your of your film Matt and 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 also Victoria just incredible work uh, in the ways uh, that I was talking about and seeing in that in in that film um, really encourage everybody to uh, take a look at it but. I want to ask, uh, just generally, like the both of you, um, just like what, uh, what's, what's, what's coming up, um, you know, this year, 2023, I know with the show have a lot of big plans with the show. The show is growing when I think artistically is, you know, doing these type of things, but what's up for, uh, 2023, uh, for you both in terms of, uh, art and what you're thinking about. Yeah, well, for us, it's it's been huge. Like, it's been a very great experience, you know, collaborating together and working on stuff together just because we're already so close. 
So, uh, you know, I, I hope to make more, you know, I hope we make more films together and I know we will. And we've already actually made one, <laughs> uh, another one. Um, I'm not sure if that is like the next thing that I'm going to edit. I might work on another short film in between them. But um, similar thing to this movie, we um, we had we had an Airbnb in Vermont and we, and we made a movie that's focuses a bit more on me. I, you know, I, I try to flex the acting chops a little bit more in this one. And uh, that one should be coming out hopefully like later this year. Um, kind of explores similar themes, but uh, there, there's a couple of stylistic choices about it that make it a little different. And also I just recently, I wouldn't say it's completed, but I, I'm pretty close to completing a draft of a feature film script that I'm really excited about. I've been really plugging away at that for a long time. And it's been my dream since I was you know, a little kid to make a feature. So I, I, I'm glad to finally find the story that I want to tell and so now it's all about just, you know, gaining the funding and, you know, kind of mapping out the budget and picking the actors. And I'm hoping to reach out to a lot of actors I've worked with in the past. Um, I'm pretty sure Shay uh, is going to be the main character in this in this feature. And I, I'm going to work probably again with, uh, you know, uh, Nancy, who voiced the sister in Sometime Soon and probably Desi, who was in House to Herself, and, and most likely Dan Berkey from Daddy's Wallet. So it's going to be kind of like a, a huge collaboration of, of the family of artists that I've worked with in the past to make this big uh, movie that's hopefully going to uh, have a lot more to it, given that it'll be more like an hour and a half. Uh, that's that's really cool. And uh, Nancy, was that the sister's voice? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I mean, you just notice vo voices of being like, because they have to, you have to hit, <laughs> you have to hit what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, yeah, no, she's incredible. She uh, yeah. really, she she hit it home with that one. She hit it home run. That was, um, that was really well done. Uh, yeah, and uh, Victor, well, geez, she got to teach, right? So that doesn't take up too much time. Out of no, <laughs> just, not and you're, when your contract is day, there's nothing else. The day right. is done. There's nothing else to do, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, releasing some music. But yeah, uh, I, in, you know, in all my spare time, which is here and there, um, in the past like two years, I've been working on making and recording my own music. Yep. So hoping to, with like summer coming to, hoping to maybe try to release like a little EP by maybe the end of the summer. Um, and then just doing like some performance, like I perform with a group in Brooklyn. So we'll be performing uh, at Carnegie Hall in June. And then, yeah. That sounds good. That sounds it's going to be great. That yeah. sounds impressive. Not, I mean, 2024, we're going to South Korea and Japan with this group as well. So that'll be very exciting. I mean, that's not 2023, but yeah. something to really look forward to as well. Thinking if, yeah. uh, if, if that definitely goes through and, you know, I go with her to Japan, we might try to make a movie that takes place in Japan, crazy. which would be really cool. I've yeah. always wanted to see um, that country. I've, uh, I've always been really deeply uh, intrigued by the, the, the mountains and um, the literature. And uh, yeah. I've studied a lot of, uh, Buddhism, Zen Buddhism. Um, so uh, really, uh, really uh, enjoy that. But no, they, thanks for mentioning, um, uh, you know, some of the some of the things upcoming. I, I definitely look to um, look forward to, you know, anything you both create. And, uh, you know, Matt, as I told you, I'm on the ground floor of the Matthew Kyle Levine film. So when <laughs> so I mean, maybe I won't have to pay my 1350 or something, whatever, right. like, you know, I'll be like, yeah. hey, I got my. I got my comp ticket. I put the dude on three times in Victoria too. So oh, definitely, I, need, definitely. I need, I need my, though. Um, but, um, 
yeah, uh, very, very nice to hear about that. Um, we'll be linking up, um, uh, you know, the film. Uh, and so everybody can find that. Uh, Vimeo's a good spot for it. I've been uh, watching a lot of film lately. There's one service uh, I've watched with a lot of great classic films, a Mubi film, M-U-B-I. Yeah, I um, it's doing God's work that, that stream. I I I know I um I I've had it for a bit, and um I like how each day they mention like a type of film and like why it's featured that day, and yeah. um I think there was one recently that I haven't watched, which was like surveillance video, like like threaded and combined surveillance video oh, from wow. like a couple of years ago, and I'm like. That's right up my alley, but I didn't know somebody had, you know, threaded that together, but can bring me a surveillance video. So That's it's up like, my alley too. I feel like all my movies are almost surveillance in a way. <laughs> Final question. I know I asked you this once before, and I want to ask it, um, and it's not a tough one. It's just if you've seen it, um, the movie Anomalisa. I, I've heard of it. That's uh, Charlie I Kaufman. brought it up once before, and a Charlie Kaufman film. And Victoria, have you seen it? I have not seen it. It's okay. like a, it's stop motion, right? Yeah. So what I want to say about it, and I, I don't mean to bring – you've already answered this once. a bit unfair for me to ask you that. But anyways, with the with the film, the reason why it keeps coming to my head when I talk to you is that, yeah. yes, it's a stop motion animation. And there's aspects of like hyper-realness and artificiality that I sometimes see where you're operating, where it's – it's like this. Is it busy or is it not busy? There's this yeah. categorical kind of shifts. Now, the movements and the interactions uh, in Anomalies are uh, weird because yeah. it's stop motion. But it takes place in a hotel and it immediately taps into the place of the loneliness of travelers. Right. Uh, travelers who end up in a spot and will look in their phone book and being like, we were so in love 15 years ago. Right, like, right. Looking through, and it's like, there's nothing wrong with, but it's like a desperation, like an alcoholic yeah. desperation of past times. And uh, so it's not an uplifting Oh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, movie. Yeah. But anyways, there's something about the aesthetic uh, that every time I see one of your films, and really? so whenever, whenever, whenever you watch it, because they're just so different in a certain way, yeah. I think I'm going to try to find out what it is, why I feel yeah. the same way uh, wow. in that. It's... Um, I'll be sure to watch it before the next time we're on then, and we can, we can, <laughs> we can talk about it. I got one task for myself is that I, for some reason, I saw a copy of Anomalisa that uh, I saw in a store and it actually had a kind of like topographical pullout pop-up of the set. Yeah. I don't know what sort of mood I was in because this is normal, normally would, you know, I, it was reasonably priced. I would have purchased it. I didn't. Yeah. I felt like it was too holy of an object. It's like, oh, taking wow. some, it's like taking something from church or something. Yeah. So I was like, where'd you I, see that? <laughs> it's in Corvallis. So, uh, once I get, I'm, uh, about 15 minutes from Corvallis, Oregon. So we're going to okay. go back and, oh, um, just some like DVD store. Or yeah. Like, it's just an odd, it's just an odd, you know, old, uh, DVDs so and, um, is yeah. they have all these they, like, have, they have way more record in DVD stores. I love that. That's no, it's huge. No, it's huge. Like you can't escape it anywhere now. VHS. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's becoming a wow. big over thing. by you too. Yeah. 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 I mean, cassette too. 
it's like anything to be more physical because we just, I think, I think there's something that hurts us at our core yeah. to where art is so digitized and like not, not physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like grab the thing. Um, I'm a comic book guy from when I was since a kid. So like, I get like, give me the, give me it in my hand. That's, that's what I'm most, that's what I'm most excited about with making the features that finally I'll just have like a DVD of it you know i mean yeah. i could do it with short films a little weird to have like a dvd for a 15 minute yeah maybe but <laughs> still to have the the i feel like it's the same thing with an album it's like when you get it on a even a cd or you know on a Somewhere. vinyl if you're lucky it's yeah. like there's a thing where you could hold it and be like this is a thing i made it yeah well you saw the design aspect of it too of looking back yeah. at some old cds where shit if i'm a photographer for groups or an, or an artist and i got that shit on the front of the cd i want people touching it putting, right, up, on right, wall, right. putting up on your wall like you know yeah. so there, there's other pieces yeah so hey it's been great um it's been great talking uh with with you both um i've been really rep i just want to say i've been really repping new york city you know i'm gonna get some heat from my folks up in rhode island and boston but this is my uh second episode out of three out of new york city and yeah um uh, and and i hope to do a uh a correspondent uh field visit out that way is uh as soon as I can. Um, oh, yeah, I would love to do an in-person one at some point. If you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, and the only other request is in the recent film, you know, there's, uh, there's some, some audio pieces of, of going through sound stations and listening to songs. Yeah. I'm giving you full rights for a something rather than nothing clip. If somebody's flicking, flicking through the stations next oh, time, yeah. You got six and a half days of free material to listen to and pick right. out the perfect three seconds. Beautiful. Maybe I'll do that. It'll be a nice little Easter egg, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know I got to give back. Um, thank you both. Um, great to see you again, Matt. Uh, Victoria, uh, great, great to meet with. Uh, great to meet you in um, great work. And uh, thanks for everything you do in the arts and uh, teaching the kids the arts. And um, hey, Matt, I, I, I imagine uh, maybe we'll all or I'll be chatting pretty darn soon again. I really hope so. It's always a pleasure. I, I feel like I come to tons of revelations <laughs> about my own stuff just from our conversation. So it's always yeah. great. Well, that's the thing with these. It helps me, too. So that's the reciprocity, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. This is Something Rather Than Nothing, 